let the hogs out. Welcome to Hog Planet, the podcast where we weigh, tag, and grade the various hogs of politics, culture, and, um, you know, America, like the American hog, the, you know, if, if not patient zero for like what we think of as a hog, um, definitely like the definitive hogs is the topic of today's show. And that is like the, the Trump supporter, like, the, the, like what is, what, what, what kind of person, uh, you know, is open and, and enthusiastic about their, uh, their worship of Donald Trump, uh, that, that type of person is a definite hog. So we'll discuss that. I'm Dan Sabenta, uh, as always joined by Sam Lewis. Uh, Sam, what, what, what brought about your desire to discuss the the Trump supporters? Now, obviously, the election is is ticking closer. Um, we we see uh, enthusiastic Trump supporters, uh, perhaps more during an election year than usual. But they, they're out there, even like they've been out there the entire four years. They're out and proud. They're they're happy to fly their flag, their freak flag, as it were. But why, uh, why this topic well, now? Um, I think it's fun for us to get into what is a hog. What do we mean when we say hog planet? Instead of getting too in-depth, I think it's very fun these days to look at some recent news stories about Trumpers, about um, the people who generally support him. I think some of the things that we're going to discuss that uh, definitely put this on my radar are the, the Trump Tillas and of course the, uh, the sinking of like the Trump Armada on Lake Travis in Texas recently. Um, As they've but, been called the beautiful boaters. Absolutely. The beautiful boaters. I mean, I think it's, I, I think it's definitely, we want to talk about Trump supporters because they're definitely a bit more hoggish, I would say than your Biden supporters, but Biden supporters have some hogs. I think this is, we're at the time we're at, we might be at like peak hog, uh, a, a watershed month for hogs because we're so close to the election. We're like two less than two months away from this, this cursed election coming up and sort of like what we described in one of our, in our recent Patreon episode, hogs on both sides are gearing up for war. And, and this is really when, cause you know, the election, the, the presidential election has become this massive pageant which has become this, you know, or maybe a sporting event is another thing to com compare it to. It's just become a, this very peculiar, peculiar American thing that is just very em emblematic of hog culture. So we got to go through some of the stories and, you know, go and enjoy and revel in it, explain to the listeners what we're talking about with the hogs. Well, all right, before we talk about the boats, let's... Talk, tell me, tell me what you're seeing on Facebook because I, uh, I exited the platform, uh, permanently deleted Facebook uh, in uh, June. So what, what kind of things are you seeing on there? Uh, and like, is it, uh, is it the dark journey into the American psyche that I remember it being? Oh, I think so. Um, 
Facebook has definitely mutated over the years and I am not really active on Facebook very much uh, to the point that I like have messages in there that I haven't read. People, people will try to get in contact with me on there, which is by far the worst place to get in contact with me because I don't have it on my phone. I don't go on the, I go on it on my phone's browser or anything like that. It, I get zero notifications. If you Facebook message me, I only see it if I type in facebook.com and pull it up. But in general, I, I, when I stopped going on Facebook, it was probably around 2016, around the election time, because politics on Facebook is uniquely cursed in a way. I think this is like specifically where I'm getting at. Facebook for like, if you just use it to keep up with your friends and family, there's probably nothing wrong with it. It's like you can post pictures. Um, if you want to share memes, it's a good place to do it. But if you want to talk about politics, it becomes, it's really like a war zone. And it's a war zone. It's a war between like, centrist boomers and right-wing boomers and then people who aren't necessarily boomers like there are young people who do this but they post like boomers I can't, like dan what is what would you describe as like a boomer style post like what are we trying to get at here it's these very like smug sort of jokes like you know for example like a political cartoon where it's like Trump with like a big target on his ass and then it's like um like the the POTUS is a real ass yeah I, okay I saw like one just like bad humor I think bad humor is like a trademark okay so yeah there's definitely there's like this element of it where it's like the you see um editorial cartoons about why trump is an ass in general if you see someone saying that trump is an ass there's only one platform that you would see something like that on and it is facebook and it is coming from someone over 40 absolutely and the other thing i think a very boomer way of posting and this is specifically a liberal way to post is like posting every micro trump scandal and being like like angry yep you know posting angry Yes. Um, and excessive like commenting and you know replying I th definite like you know a, a, re a refusal to let let go of an argument one thing that I've been seeing a lot is um people who and only only people over the age of 50 do this they like will post a status with no link or anything but just an explanation of what Trump has done and their take on it they're like so i see the potus is is trying to distract us from something or other by doing you know whatever it is trump is doing this week um like the the, the recent thing with the Tr trump say apparently saying like the atlantic published an article where uh what jeffrey goldberg said that trump had called uh troops or or you know dead dead troops in in graveyards like suckers and losers specifically suckers which definitely happened i mean there's no doubt in my mind that absolutely that happened. it's definitely funny at the very least but um no so i've seen I, i've seen a bunch of people saying like i wonder what he's what they're trying to distract us from by uh telling us about how trump said this thing and and then there's a, the, on the other side of that there's the people who are like this is what's going to bring down trump like how could anyone vote for him in november when he said this awful thing and i'm like you know Trump has said this about George H.W. Bush, John McCain, and like the Khan family. Like if, if this was going to be an issue, he said all that stuff before he was even the nominee, if I remember right. So, I mean, if it was going to be an issue, it would have been an issue sooner. But um, 
but yeah, there's just definitely like the the weekly updates of like what is Trump doing, um, articles about Trump, articles about like the the pal you know the palace intrigue or articles that are about like what is this what does the thing that Trump said mean for American values and stuff like that or where are we at as a nation when this is our president? Yeah, they're working from a pretext that. It, it, that that we're still a functional country uh or, or that you you can expect um i don't know like some sort of decorum from the leadership uh of the country and you know th they're definitely the types who would post like george bush giving like michelle obama like a like a handshake or something or a candy whatever that was yeah there's also updates that are like lead-ins to um something or like almost like a plug like I, I i'm seeing someone now just talking about how like oh michael cohen's gonna be on rachel maddow tonight uh with with a ellipsis afterwards as if there's like gonna be some massive revelation co coming out because clearly michael cohen has this has a book now he's the next in line the last one we did was what mary trump and her book about her uncle donald trump then before that it was like john bolton's book now Michael Cohen is coming out with one, and there's really Co Cohen's very much acting like destitute in all of his interviews, and it's like he's <laughs> going to make so much money from fucking just the, the dumbest liberals. I'm sure that the advance he received to write this book is like more money than I've ever made in my entire life. So I, I think he's doing fine, but um, I, I don't really care about. We we talked about this with Zelser. We don't really care about these books. There's nothing like interesting in them that we don't really already know. But and and if there is something interesting, that it's not something that has any kind of real significance. But it might be very funny, and that's definitely the case of this Michael Cohen book. Uh, one of the things that. Because we only like to talk about Trump stuff if it's like very funny. I think that's another crucial distinction between like us and boomer Facebook posters is like, you know, if Donald Trump fires like the head of some agency or if he like does some other like, you know, violates decorum in some other way, you know, whatever. It's probably significant in some level, but I don't really care. Um, the things I do care about are the things that are going to be like really, really, really funny. And sometimes... Trump really outdoes himself. Like the, you know, before this thing in the Cohen book that I want to talk about, remember, did you see the clip of him saying that like Antifa was using, throwing cans of soup at the police? And then he was like, when they're stopped by the police and the police ask him what this is, they say, it's soup for my family. <laughs> what? <laughs> he literally, we got to drop the clip in here. <laughs> In cities across the nation, we've also seen police officers assaulted with bricks, rocks, bats, Molotov cocktails, frozen bottles of water. Somebody said last night, one of these protesters, I saw it, he said, it's only water. How could water hurt you? Yeah, they don't say it's frozen in a bottle the size of a football, and they throw it at the police. It's unbelievable. It's water. And then they have cans of soup soup and they throw the cans of soup that's better than a brick because you can't throw a brick it's too heavy but a can of soup you can really put some power into that right yes sir and then when they get caught they say no this is soup for my family they're so innocent this is soup for my family uh, it's incredible and you have people coming over with bags of soup big bags of soup he 
has a specific diction and like delivery that is honestly like so unpredictable at times and it makes for great comedy uh like not not that everything he says is funny um obviously there's still people talking you know sincerely finding kofefe funny when that was clearly just a dumb typo on his phone but um the there's ones that come out where I'm like this, you'd think I would be used to this by now, but genuinely it's as if you're hearing Trump speak for the first time. Like he can generally genuinely deliver these nuggets every now and then. And so this Michael Cohen thing that really had me going for like days to the point that I'm still talking about it is that um, in in his book, which is called disloyal, a memoir, (laughs) uh, he has, a photo, and I don't care if the situation that this photo is describing is real. If it's, I don't care if it's real or not. It might be fake. I don't give a shit. The photo is fucking amazing. Supposedly, Trump had hired, um, he hated Obama so much that he hired an Obama lookalike to participate in a video in which Trump, quote, ritualistically belittled the first black president and then fired him and he has a picture of trump in his office like talking to just a guy, like a black guy in a suit who doesn't really look like obama at all well trump is always the showman <laughs> like yeah it's deranged but it's it's also like <laughs> It's also like not very surprising. Uh, like Trump, Trump loves like weird little. He's done a lot of weird little skits in his day. Um, remember Giuliani in a dress? Yeah, yeah, motorboating Giuliani. Um, no, he he likes to make a good sketch, and this is this is a sketch that he made, and the photo is just it's just too good, honestly. I it's gotten me going for just days. Or just a random black guy. Yeah, the guy is sitting there with a look on his face that I can only describe as like, I'm only doing this for a paycheck. But then we also know that Trump doesn't pay anybody. So I wanna I wonder if this uh if the lookalike did get paid anything. I would personally doubt it but i don't know like uh, i guess my point here is that um facebook is like it's a war zone between people for people who have no interest in they want politics to change but there's there's no way they're gonna actually do anything about it they're mostly gonna complain or post things and you know there's also a certain class of especially liberal but also conservative where they think that just posting about it something or being aware of it is a form of activism um which is really like that's the same thing that conspiracy theorists like believe like conspiracy theorists don't think that they can go down to the illuminati bunker and you know drag the the deep state out by its coattails they just think that the only thing they can really do is you know tell one another about it and be informed and you know keep their third eye open or or whatever there's like a similar thing going on with facebook people that i see it's just i don't know like every post gives me such like agita i don't know how to to explain it there's a vitriol behind it that is so weird i so i posed a question to facebook because um as, as friend of the show andrew said I am trying to go back to 2008 Facebook era posts because I was on Facebook when it first was was created, like when we were sure, in what sure. middle school, I guess. Yeah. And back then, it was only like young people on Facebook, and now it's all old people. 
and young people are in the minority. So I asked, do I dislike Facebook because I'm too old or too young? And one person said, um, there's too much BS and too many ill-mannered trolls on Facebook. Now, I'm thinking like on Facebook, there's actually probably less trolls on there than what, like Twitter? I think Twitter is like the, that's like the, if you're a troll on Twitter, nobody can find out. There are like popular accounts that people feel like they know the person behind it. And then it's, it turns out that there was a completely random person behind the account. There's absolutely no accountability on Twitter, but at least with Facebook, there's like some modicum of it. Am I missing something? Did it change? I think Facebook people definitely have a different definition of what troll means. Mm. I think they would consider a troll uh, someone who perhaps would like disagree with them in a way that made them uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's it because I get like it, the word ill mannered uh, confused me as well, because honestly my issue with Facebook is the, um, I'm stealing this term, but it, it seems like people have sincerity poisoning on there. You know, on Twitter, we have irony poisoning, poisoning and like every serious thing is reduced to some kind of joke on, on Facebook. It's like, everything is way too grave. Everything is so serious. Like if you're conservative, then the most serious thing ever that you, that you have to post about is the fact that uh, Jacob Blake has been, was what accused of rape, like in the past, which is not why the police shot him, the guy in Kenosha. But like, they think that as it is so grave that he did this and that it's not being reported. Like no liberals are talking about this. And so they have to post it. Like it, there's, it's not really irony poisoning or like trolling on Facebook. It, what it really is, is like people who are so like genuinely and sincerely outraged about stuff, but they have no outlet for it. And so they just post about it. And it, and it, it sort of like ties into what we were talking about on our Patreon episode about like MSNBC derangement, where it like whips you up into this frenzy and gives you no way to relieve it with any kind of productive thing. It's just continue spreading the poison around. There are many crossover Facebook and MSNBC obsessives, you know, that, that, you know, share the mad out clips every fucking day. And it's like, this is an outrage that cannot stand impeach him now. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, you're, we're limited in what we can do here. Like I, at this point agree, I would like to see Biden win so that, so, so Trump does not, uh, create more manifest destruction in the next four years. A lot of people can have that in their head, but I'll avoid the derangement where you're like, this cannot stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I. It's funny because people, I, I think that people would expect because we're kind of, we're pretty online and because we do this podcast that we spend a lot of time working ourselves up about stuff and about, um, you know, that we're like very concerned about the state of the world. You know, of course, like, how could you not be concerned of the state of the world? I mean, we're seeing pictures today of like the Bay Area in California, just with like a blood red or like orange sky because of forest fires out out west. Um, obviously, coronavirus is like about to is, I think, killed like 200,000 people in the US by now and no signs of that stopping or whatever. But um, honestly, I think we do this podcast so that we don't become like Facebook deranged or, inst or there's also, you know, Instagram deranged people and Twitter deranged people too. Absolutely. But no, this is like an outlet. This is so that we can like laugh about this stuff. Like we're trying to, like, even if it gets dark at times, it's still like, 
there's no way you can look at that picture of of Trump firing an Obama lookalike and not fucking chortle. Like that is just that's just great comedy. It's real and it's it's shitty that that guy is the president of the United States. But you know, every president before him was kind of a dunderhead too. And you might like the only way you can relate to some of this stuff is if you laugh at it. And that's why we do this, I think. Like going on Facebook has really kind of helped me realize um you know, one person replied to my question saying, oh, it's not that you're too old or too young. It's that you're just, you're the right age to be discontented with the world. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, I am discontented with the world, but that's not why I dislike Facebook. The reason I don't like Facebook when I like many, most aspects of my life is because of all the like, the sincerity poisoning It's because of like, oh man, I like, you know, family members posting about like a, how Delta Airlines supposedly extended a courtesy to like a, a, a black customer who, um, who sat next to someone who started trying to like talk to her out of the blue about Blue Lives Matter and was kind of like, you know, intimidating her based on her race and stuff like that. And they're like, this is why I always fly Delta Airlines. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Like this, there's just, there's just like this framing that is like really widely accepted on Facebook that the world is the way it is, but we can only make small improvements to it and posting about it is how we make those small improvements. That it was just so like dire and like desperate to me that it's like, that's what I, what I don't like about Facebook is like the, the getting into the mind space of like, cause it's always, you know, people I know too, at least on, on Twitter and like to a lesser extent on Instagram it's people I don't really know. And so I don't have to get into the mindset of it. Like when it's like someone I know posting something bizarre and like sincere on the internet, um, it's like nudes of the mind. It's just completely, I don't know. Um, <laughs> It's completely like, I, I don't want to get into your fucking headspace about this. I don't want to know why you think this way about it. And I don't want to take on the psychic burden of thinking about you thinking about this topic and how I would like relate to it. it it's, it opens up too many doors in my brain that don't need to be opened. It, it, it gives you like brain worms. Yeah, something I, I, I always remind myself when I feel like the, what makes me feel the shittiest online is being too mad or too sincere. Those yeah. are like the two things that you have to avoid in order to be like healthy on the internet because otherwise you're, you're just like giving too much of yourself to like to whoever follows you who, you know, you don't, you don't have to like the things you're sincere about, like not everyone has to, you know, has to see it like i just i get very bored of this stuff but we're, we're dealing a lot with liberals uh, on facebook because you know i guess where we grew up uh there are conservative people but i you know I, I i never had a lot of trump supporters on facebook but well we are also both jews so <laughs> i think like I, I don't have any trump family because none of uh my family is mostly you know my remaining family is mostly jewish and uh we don't have any Orthodox. Those are the one kinds of Jews who like Trump is Orthodox Jews. I don't know if non-Jews know that, but Orthodox Jews like Trump. Don't ask me why. There's a lot of weird reasons. But, um, but yeah, I guess that's like where I'm at with Facebook is, yeah, there's too many people. Everyone's mad and everyone's very sincere about being mad. And it's just not good for social media. Like I was on Facebook when it first started when I was young and it was only for young people. And it was you know, Facebook was explicitly started so that like Harvard kids could get laid. That's the whole reason Facebook exists. Um, now it is mutated into this like 
bizarre thing where it's like if Tinder all of a sudden was like the, where like the majority of people get their news from. It's it's a disaster. It's a war zone. And it's also the platform is really confusing for me to use. I always have like, like I, I'm looking at like four more notifications that I have no idea how to check any of these. And then I click on and it's like, you're in this group that I've, I've never, I have no idea what this group is and I'm somehow a part of it. People are inviting me to like, it's just a disaster of a site. And it's also supposed to be like your personal phone book and like list of everyone's birthdays and shit. And it's, it's, a, it's a disaster. I'm not a fan of it, but it, it really informs what's going on with um, some of the people that we're about to talk about. And so I don't know. Do you have anything more on Facebook and your decision to abandon the platform, which is a very good decision to make? Uh, it's been great for my mental health. And uh, I will say this, even after I left it for a few months, um, at least for a month, I would still type it into my like browser. Just my brain would just like default to it. It was really weird. And I would be like, but I always hated it, but I was still looking at it. Um, for the, I, I would say since the Trump era, it really got bad. Um, I didn't always hate it. It used to, it used to be fun, I guess, at a certain point, but, um, I, uh, I haven't, uh, regretted it a single second and, uh, I, uh, you know, I can't stand the platform and, uh, I think it's, it's clunky. It's hard to use. And, uh, you know, I don't need to see the, the dumb opinions of just the type of people who use Facebook a lot. It's not, it's not, it's not a good scene over there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it would be like if your Twitter, if you imagine if your Twitter was just people you knew, it would be terrible. Oh, God, no, it'd be atrocious. You don't want to see their opinions. Like, I don't want to see them. I don't, I, I don't care. Like I either, either I see someone post something where I'm like, oh, I agree. And that's good. And then like, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, oh, I just know in the back of my head, this person agrees with me in this thing. Or I see someone who I disagree with and I'm like, oh, now I need to think about why I disagree with them or why they would like land on this conclusion. I don't want to do any of that shit. Um, I do support, Andrew and I are going to try to get um, 2006, 2008 era uh, memes to be Facebook again. I'm turning, returning Facebook back to the old Facebook. So uh, the only reason I've ever, I even went on is because I saw on Instagram and op the option to, um, add like your Instagram stories to Facebook automatically. And I was like, yeah, my, I only post like my Instagram stuff on there just to remind my family that I am still alive. Uh, like, might as well put them on there. And then I was like, well, maybe I need to see how people interact with these stories and stuff that gets posted on there. And then I go on and, and, and it, it sucked me in. And um, either way, I'm going to try not to get too invested in it other than posting 2008 era memes and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I think that's all I have on Facebook. I think we should, move into the people, some of these people who are definitely posting on Facebook, the, the Trump-tilla. It has to be one of the greatest Trump-era photographs of, um, you can see it if you go to the New York Times story about it. Um, at least four boats sink during the Trump boat parade in Texas, officials say. <laughs> um it's just this this picture of this boat just taking on water and th this woman in a, it, it, the woman in pink is just like, <laughs> like her she's face like is just, she's just like an o face <laughs> like like the like this boat is just sinking like it is getting clapped from all sides like almost it's like as if like a cruise ship 
like past it from all from all like four sides yes so so background on the photo um People, these Trump Tillas have, which is a, a, a awful portmanteau of what of flotilla. Um, the, these. <laughs> These are like the, you know, because obviously like the the Venn diagram of boat owners and Trump supporters is not a complete circle, but it's close. You know, if if you're if you lean right and you own a boat, you are likely to be a Trumper. I, I don't know how to how to like explain that or what. Um, probably also jet ski owners follow under this fall under this heading. And also if you if you own a boat for the purpose of going out on a lake like. Um, you know, the aforementioned Lake Travis in the Austin, Texas area, then you're definitely, you're most likely a Trump supporter, if you ask me. On this, this Lake Travis, Trump Tilla uh, boat event, <laughs> there were multiple boats in distress. <laughs> Can you describe, like, uh, it seems as if, like, basically as soon as they launched off, um, there were just too many boats in this fucking lake and the 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 um the surf just got way out of hand yeah too many boats and also people who don't really know how to use a boat or like have good boat etiquette around um other boaters so basically what happened is um the authorities in in whatever Travis County Texas had to rescue numerous people um from the water after receiving multiple calls of boats in distress, which started around uh, 12, 15 local time, uh, according to the spokeswoman. Oh, I feel like I should, I feel like I should mention that there are no less than I think eight Trump 2020 flags on, in this picture on like this, this of the yeah. sinking boat. <laughs> like it's, it is. It's, it's truly a sight to see, but, um, but yeah, basically what, from what I gather, what could happen, um, what happened is that, that as soon as they started there so when you go boating like people fans might not know this but i am an avid kayaker and uh so i have some boat experience not, he owns one i own a kayak oh big time yeah uh, it's the real deal folks but when you are on a kayak you have to be really mindful of passing boats because when a boat passes it you know obviously cuts through the water and if it's go if it's a big boat and it's going fast enough it creates what is known as a wake and a the wake is the is basically a wave um and if you're on a kayak and it hits you at the right angle wrong angle then the the wake from a passing boat can knock you over and can cause you to fall into the water which is not what you're trying to do on a boat is the last thing you're trying to do when you're on a boat and um so to if you ever go to like marinas or piers you'll frequently see signs that say something along the lines of like no wake permitted and that means do not drive your boat so quickly that it causes a wave to capsize other boats but the trumpers you know they're big on not following rules they like that trump doesn't follow the rules they don't care that he breaks all of these like civility norms and stuff that's like why they like him so the rules don't apply to them you know telling but the sign of the pier that says no wake permitted is obviously like oh, government over regulation and stuff like that so apparently like as soon as they were they you know the starting line goes for this trump tilla they all just started gunning it and the larger boats created 
like wakes that cap that knocked over and capsized numerous smaller boats <laughs> which i mean you could also say that's an amazing metaphor for you know the way these people act like the way that you know these rich bougie people act in life that they should be able to do whatever they want and you know whoever whether it's the environment or you know their workers if they're hurt by it then that's their problem it is a perfect metaphor for that but it just goes to show that like these people who act like they're like these you know rugged individualists they, they don't know what they're doing like it's the doughiest kind of uh you know revolutionaries possible no it's the ultimate hog behavior is you know capsizing your boat at the like the boat trump flag <laughs> trump tilla event um i and you know, and, and you had you had mentioned that you had seen like a, a Biden uh, a Biden boats at times, like that they 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 exist. But why why is this explicitly a right wing thing? Are, are right wing people you think more more inclined to uh, spend the kind of money to you you, you think that a, a right the right wing uh, person you know the average like middle-aged person who owns a boat is conservative because they probably like is it is it just like an attitude thing of, of like a boater i i know exactly what it is um the they you know as you said the boat that's sinking in the in the new york times photo has approximately like nine fucking trump flags on there it you know, and, and conservative politics these days are 98% grievance politics. Like, it's all about, like, I'm being oppressed by liberals, yada, yada. Um, so the, these Trump-Tilla things, this is like the Republican equivalent or the Trump equivalent specifically of like a gay pride parade. Like, they are out and proud with their flags up trying to show off like they don't have to hide you don't have to you know just because your grandkids won't talk to you anymore because all you do is like post deranged you know daily daily caller articles about black lives matter does not mean you have to hide you can go out on lake travis with your trump flag you know raised high and proudly declare that you are a trump supporter you don't have to hide anymore you know the 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 liberal gestapo can't do anything about it like that, that's what i think this is really about and I, I only noticed the biden boat in dc on the potomac because I, you don't see very many biden flags around honestly like you see way more you know the, I, i've talked about how the merchandise shops in dc are overwhelmingly trump merchandise because that's what sells um dc is definitely an outlier as far as major cities go i have seen a couple um biden flags and like you know lawn signs in my neighborhood but um but i don't know like did, have you seen biden stuff in in new york at all dan in brooklyn no no shirts um no no not really maybe no, but you'll see stuff for like rent strikes and you know, you'll you'll see political signage. And I even definitely saw some Bernie stuff at at some point. But yeah, no, there's there's no there's there's not not where I live. Not in, a, in not here in Flatbush. <laughs> yeah, here here in DuPont Circle, um the only thing I've seen, the only flags and stuff that I've seen that matches the um that, that is something what you would like expect, you know, liberals to be doing. Cause you see these Trumpers with like 9,000 Trump flags and all this stuff. 
The only um, liberal equivalent I've seen to it is the Black Lives Matter stuff, which is which is good. I think it's yeah, yeah. I see that Black Lives Matter flags everywhere. Um, that's definitely a very common sight and, and graffiti and stuff. But uh, but no, like the the Trumpers who are going to go to this sort of thing are people who feel like they're not allowed to say out loud that they are Trump supporters, which is absurd to me. I'm sure that if you live in like the suburbs around Austin, Texas, that you are not ostracized for being a Trump supporter, but. That, it's, that is their narrative, is that like now they don't have to hide. They can they can go out and sh- fly their flags. But um... Oh, and uh, to tie it into our previous topic, uh, the boat parade was organized on Facebook. Of course. Of course. There's nowhere else it could have been or- organized. Uh, oh, no, I had so, <laughs> so I in that New York Times article, I had to I had to zero in on some of the stuff that um, th- some of the details of the incident, because the guy who organized it said, uh, this is guy, Steve Salinas, um, like, which, yeah, organized it on Facebook, like you said, but he said, he, he, was, he, said he was very happy with the, with, the, sh- with the turnout. He's like, I saw 60 foot yachts and eight foot boats. I was like, well, yeah, that's your problem. <laughs> like, re- that's the issue, but um, he was trying to say like, oh, the weather was just so choppy and no one could have seen this coming. Like no one was prepared for this sort of thing. And I was like, okay. Uh, the, the wind speed at, re- recorded at Lake Travis that, that afternoon was like 10 to 15 miles per hour. So that does not qualify as choppy water. No, no other source said that the water was choppy. And yeah, the water got choppy because you guys don't know how to control your wake, like I said. Anyway... Um, yeah, so it was not windy. There's a quote from um, Braden Frame, who is the president of the Lake Travis Firefighters Association. He said, quote, we train for water rescues regularly, but this is the first multi-vessel, multi-incident water rescue that we've responded to, not precipitated by a collision. So, like, I'm sorry, there's no other possibility for how this happened. They were just too stupid to like have a boat rally. Like this is why you guys can't have nice things. I don't know what to say. Yeah, like they fucking lost so much, like the repairs on the boats and the fucking, they lo- losing these like flat Trump flags. Like, yeah, 100. No, and boats are, we'll, we'll get into this later with the other story we want to talk about, but boats are not, it's not cheap to have a boat um, you know, the, the fee for having one at parked at the marina, unless you drive it over every day, is expensive. If you do drive it over every day, you got to get all the gear for your, you know, truck, which also costs money. Um, it, it's not a, a cheap or, uh, ordeal, but, um, but of course, yes, yeah, Salinas blamed it all on nature. He said, quote, you can have really great water one second, and it could get some pretty heavy swells in a matter of minutes. Again, this is on a lake. This is not like on the open ocean or even like a river, like, like where you have tides. Like this is just on a lake, bro. It's not even like Lake, it's not a great lake. It's, it's Lake Travis. Anyway, he says, he continues, once boats get on a lake, mother nature has its own plans. <laughs> like, they're just refusing to admit that none of them really know what they're doing. And that's why they all sunk one another's boats. Mother nature caused the 60 foot yachts combined with the 10 foot yacht uh, boats to uh, like, yeah, that's what caused the giant swell. Not (laughs) sorry. Mother nature did not these, uh, these, this combination of like, what sounds like just tons of boats out there at once. Um, 
yeah just extreme hog behavior just 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 gluttonous uh behavior of these these boaters and you know it's hog behavior because this also happened before. It happened like at what outside Portland, Oregon. There was a Trump flotilla that went by, and the wake again, the wake from it sunk someone else's boat who wasn't even part of the like parade. Which I would, there is no, I would sue every one of those boat owners for approximately their entire life savings if that happened. Like, come on, what bigger whale is there than like a dumbass Trump supporter who's part of the Trump flotilla? I would sue them for everything they got. But um, of course, you know, we're, our argument is that stupidity caused this accident. The, you know, the organizers claimed that it was because of mother nature, but there's a third explanation that was posited by one Carmine Sabia, which is that, and he says on Twitter, the likelihood of all these boats sinking at the Trump boat parade by accident is microscopic. We are dealing with terrorists. Thank you. Someone said it. Someone had the courage to say it. Antifa yeah. took down these boats. Unfortunately, he did not have the courage to keep this up and, and deleted the tweet soon after people started just <laughs> dogpiling him. But this is a perfect thing for us to talk about because this is exactly what we're talking about. Even though this is on Twitter, this is a boomer post. There, there, everything is there. The um, full sentences with periods at the end, um, because your posts have to be grammatically correct so that you can be taken seriously by other boomers, I suppose. And um, the utter level of like grave sincerity, like, um, the, you know, this is such a crucial thing. We have been attacked on our own, if not our own soil, uh, in our own waters. Like this is, a, this is a very grave thing that he's talking about. And also it's crucial that he talks about it. Like the most important thing is that he says like, oh, we've got, there's terrorism here. I'm telling you now, and you need to confront the reality that we are dealing with terrorists. Like every aspect of boomer posting we described from Facebook is present in this Twitter post. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> this is, it's grim. Cause you're just, you're seeing these people just like, and it's, it feels like a, a metaphor for what we've done with coronavirus and like, you know, you, you kind of just uh, that a lot of people have chosen to kind of just flaunt to like the recommendations, like get together in these uh, spaces and then just, uh, you know, deal with the consequences later versus like actually like, you know, being realistic about what the lake could handle. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're going to like, if you're going to do it on the lake, then you got to I don't know. You got to have taken a couple boat safety classes. I don't know what to tell you. Cause you know, what these people are doing is they're leeching off of government resources. Like they all went out in their privately owned boats on their, on, on Lake Travis, which uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that those are public lands. They all went out to do this. And uh, then they eventually had to be bailed out by a literal, like, like literally the government by like the firefighters. So I don't know. There's, you know, there's too much dramatic irony. If I was more of a boomer, I would be talking about how like, oh, this is what social, the real socialism is, is these guys being forced to rely on the government for their own safety. But I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to get mad about this because it's just honestly pure comedy. Like you couldn't write this. 
just again if, if you like if you haven't seen the photo just go, go to the new york times story and just look at that photo it is it's so fucking funny just these these trump supporters <laughs> these like middle-aged just complete fucking swine just take on water i did see a very good photoshop of the photo where um it's it's the you know th- they've edited a giant cardi b in the background because the idea is that they are drowning in her wet ass pussy after the name of her song uh which of course that song made conservatives mad and they had to talk about how that was some great moral panic that someone made a song about a vagina like it's <laughs> these people stay mad and they and they think that being mad is the work they think that that's like their activism and I don't know. It's 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 not going anywhere, but it it is very funny, and we have to talk about it. That's true. Um, do we want to move into the other boat related story? <laughs> yes, and of of course, like we're building to just the climax of this the, the Trump supporter hog news for the last few weeks, um, and this brings it all the way back to our first episode titled "Steve Bannon is not Sauron." Our, our absolute boy, our absolute muse, Mr. Steve Bannon, has been indicted. Um, there, the, the, in, the federal indictment has been unsealed against him. Uh, and he was even, he was arrested, of course, on a yacht owned by a Trump supporter. Uh, the yacht in question is Guo Wengui's 150-foot yacht, which um, Bannon was, was arrested on uh, off the coast of Westbrook, Connecticut. Um, Guo Wengui is this like shady Chinese billionaire that I don't know if the fans know much about him. Um, he is like, he made a ton of money off of the Chinese real estate market and then like kind of reinvented himself as like, uh, anti, uh, CCP, you know, Chinese communist party crusader. He went to, fled to the United States. He lives in a like $70 million penthouse apartment look overlooking central park. Um, and he, he has a Mar-a-Lago membership, um, which is his connection to Trump, obviously. And he is a client of um, Steve Bannon's. Steve, apparently, he paid Steve Bannon like a million dollars to do something or other. I honestly forget. It is whatever it I is. I think it said it was Bannon a loan. I, yeah. I guess. But the, the two of them are teamed up because the two of them both hate the Chinese Communist Party. Um, now, the Chinese Communist Party also has very legitimate beef with Guo Wengui beyond his quote-unquote whistleblowing. He also has a pretty credible rape charge against him. I believe he brought like a woman to China to be his personal assistant, and she said that, and she went to authorities. I think she escaped to authorities in London, saying that he had been like repeatedly abusing and assaulting her. Um, so, not he's not a good guy. He's not someone that anyone should. Uh, you know, even if you if you oppose the CCP, I do not think you would want to have this guy as the uh, you know enemy of your enemy and therefore your friend. But uh, he he is very funny, and he and Steve Bannon have had this massive bromance, um, which is you know both based on their mutual uh, despising of the CCP, and uh, that is where Steve Bannon was nabbed. Now, what is Steve Bannon in 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 trouble for doing? He is in trouble because he and his business business partners were, were charged 
on uh, August 20th with defrauding donors to We Build the Wall, which, Dan, do you remember this? It was a crowdfunded attempt to build the border wall with Mexico. A, yeah. <laughs> a GoFundMe go to build the border wall, which on its face, right? Like, is there a way, let's say like you and I wanted to raise money for like a government, like, could I raise money for, to buy like a government, to, to erect a government building? Like, you know what no. I mean? Like, <laughs> this makes no sense. No. <laughs> if you're asking like, do federal contractors have like very strict rules about like, like, like yes there's no way you can you can't that was like all remember all the liberals who were like oh we're gonna when the post office was under attack they're like oh we're gonna go all buy stamps and somehow save the post office by buying stamps which makes no fucking sense because like you couldn't possibly buy enough stamps to overcome the budget sort shortfall um i think this is like a dollars yeah (laughs) i think this is this is maybe a uh a conservative reaction or or uh version of that but of course because the people who are into trump are people with disposable income we saw them all just crash their yachts for literally no reason the other day um to make a point like they these are people with money the the myth of like the the, you know the unwashed rural you know hillbilly who supports trump and the you know the 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 I guess, buttoned up conservative who looks down on the Trump supporter. That doesn't exist. Like Trump supporters do skew uh, wealthy, even though there are a lot of working class Trump supporters as well. And um, even if they are just small business tyrants, even if they're not like, you know, the Wall Street tycoons who support the Democrats, they, um, yeah, they're the kind of people who have enough money to donate. I mean, they were willing to buy what Iraqi dinars because they thought Trump was going to, you know, was signaling that he was going to revalue it and they would make a killing. They're the kind of people who can donate to, to the to I guess the government. <laughs> like, to, yeah, they're all mad about taxes, but I guess they're fine with do- donating money to the government to build a wall. Well, they want to donate to build the wall to stop the like like vi- like what they perceive as like a vile threat. It's a you know own the libs thing. It's also a like. We, this is this is what we need for uh, the safety of this country to get get the criminals out. Yeah, totally. And and like what the thing that stands out to me the most is that they just they have the money to give. And because this thing raised in its first week seventeen million dollars, and I think all told like twenty five million dollars, which in even in GoFundMe money that is even for crowdsourcing that is a ton of money. Um, and I believe it was also booted off of GoFundMe for like obvious reasons, um, but they kept it around as a nonprofit. And the uh, feds are alleging that Steve Bannon and his business associates basically turned that into a slush fund and were spending it on their small business tyrant nonsense. And we have to talk about this guy, Brian Colfage, um, the triple <laughs> amputee. Uh, I guess he's an Iraq war veteran. Um, yeah is one of the co-conspirators charged here. Um, he was the one who, he, uh, Cole Fage was the one who created the, the Build the Wall. Uh, we Build the Wall uh, GoFundMe page and had been managing the, the uh, fundraising from the beginning. Um, he uh, promised that, you know, there would be no foul play, that the, you know, he would not be taking on a salary because this is just too important. 
which is yeah. such a funny thing to say when you're just like bilking the fucking funds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like the so the fraud here, um, the charges against uh, Bannon and his uh, co-conspirators are wire fraud conspiracy and money laundering conspiracy. Uh, I actually read the entire indictment because it's not very long because the I this is a slam dunk case. <laughs> like the feds have them dead <laughs> to fucking rights, honestly. Um, uh, of course, also Donald Trump Jr. has praised this in the past. He called it at one point. Uh, he called the We Build the Wall fundraiser um, private enterprise at its finest. But uh, since then, he has obviously claimed that he was not involved. <laughs> Which is this also isn't really private enterprise. If anything, it's charity. But okay, um, here we go. So Brian Colfage, like you mentioned, is just a complete pimp. Honestly. Um, the prosecutors are alleging that he spent $350,000 of the donations on home renovations, payments towards a boat, a luxury SUV, a golf cart, jewelry, cosmetic surgery, personal tax payments, Hell and credit yeah. card debt. Like that is, this reminds me, you remember that like McDonald's uh, Monopoly game rigging scheme that, uh, that service. Yeah, There's an HBO the documentary about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there was a big article. I think we even covered it on this show when it first broke. But this that this also stood out to me because of like the small business tyrant nature. Like these people are are these like primarily in like the southeastern United States, spent raising all this money so that they can just like keep up with the Joneses and like have a boat. Uh the boat in question is a uh what it's called. I forget what it's what kind of boat it is called but uh it is known as the, it's not a big one it's not like a yacht or anything but it's it's a boat that like you would would not be alien to the to a trump tilla and um it is called it is named the warfighter <laughs> which is serious <laughs> uh eddie gallagher territory here your veteran like branding is always so shitty not like not like veteran not like a general i'm talking about these like these sort of like trendy like instagram like uh you know those like uh rifleman coffee you know like uh dan are you familiar with the concept of mission barbecue um i've heard the name but i don't know i don't know what it no i don't know what it is so it's because you're it's because you're too far north mission barbecue is a is i think it's like a veteran it's built it's one of those things it's like you know veteran owned veteran made for veterans support the veterans sort of thing but it is a barbecue chain restaurant um and they make you stand for the pledge of allegiance <laughs> like i'm not kidding <laughs> at noon they literally have like the pledge of allegiance that everyone stands for <laughs> oh i my, my wife got furious at me one day because I was just like in a wormhole reading about it. And I was like, the first thing I wanted, I, I think I verbatim said like, the first thing I want to do when, when quarantine is over is go to Mission Barbecue and see the Chuds standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. But, uh, oh my God. No, I was even in a drive through theater and they made everyone stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. And I, we, it was in real America. So like, I got looks for being like, I'm not, I'm in, the, I'm in my car. I'm not going to stand for the pledge. What are you talking about? But um, I, either way, uh, that, yeah, that's what, so Mission Barbecue, veteran owned stuff, got off track a little bit there, but you got to know what Mission Barbecue is for sure. So he, all, the, the SUV in question is of course a Range Rover. Um, and, and Colfage post, of course, he posted on, um, on Facebook about the, about like how he 
Hang on, Dan, vamp for a second. I got to pull up this Facebook post from Cole Fage about how he deserves the, um, the, all the spoil, all the luxuries that he has. Yeah, so I'm looking at the Bannon photo of him exiting the courthouse, and the thing you'll notice, like, the most is, my God, sunburn is, is uh, like, like uh, our boy got some sun on that boat. His face is, is just, just rosacea. Um, also, his hair is very, like, unkempt and extremely long. Um, and not but to mention, honestly, uh, obviously, he's wearing multiple shirts, as he always does. <laughs> honestly, though, this is, like, the best he's ever looked. Like, remember the old Bannon when he was, like, actually in the Trump White House? And he, his skin was, like, peeling off in weird places. And it's like, it was very sallow. They're like, my man's looking tan. He is a little sunburnt, but you know what? Like, in a good way. Like, he looks like he's got, like, a kind of Wayne Diamond thing going on in this photo. Uh, his he hair does is have a Wayne Diamond thing. No, for sure. His hair is, it's unkempt. It's long. He's got like the five o'clock shadow, but he looks like a rich guy on vacation. Like my man looks good. His hair looks like clean and conditioned, kind of swept back in, in the, um, when these photos were taken, it was after he pled not guilty, um, in in the Southern district of New York court. And, um, he, (laughs) he came out of the, um, of the courthouse smiling and saying like, this is just an attempt. This this arrest is just an attempt to you know keep us from building the wall. Like these guys are not breaking the kayfabe, even though the like the indictment directly just has them dead to rights. It has email correspond. It's based the the structure of it is like this is when they planned to defraud people based on these text messages and emails and all this other correspondence we have. And this is when they did the fraud. This is when they made these wire transfers, which we also have documentation of. Like I'm the max, um, the mass max charge for uh, those two charges I read off before. Um, what was it? It was uh, wire fraud and, um, and money laundering. The max charge is 20 years. So, I mean, I highly doubt they're going to see 20 years. They might, they might see some prison time. And, you know, Trump will probably commute the sentences or whatever. But um, either way, like, it's, it's pretty funny if you read through the indictment, which is easy to get through as far as indictments go, because they really have them dead to rights. But, uh, but yeah, I, do you have anything more on Steve Bannon's appearance and his role in this before I, I, I found our, our, wonderful post from one brian colfage about his luxurious life just that i wholeheartedly disagree with you that he looks good (laughs) 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 i mean like a relative sense like he looks better (laughs) i I, I guess it's it's like trading it's trading like uh over gray for over red I i guess over red is better it's more like it's more like um, stately. Yeah, yeah. When he was he, gray. He looked more like a grub. <laughs> and he has he instead of wearing like four collared shirts on top of one another, he's he's trimmed it down to two. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I maintain that he looks relatively good. But um, Brian Colfage, of course, and you know, again, we're back on Facebook. This is this is where all this fucking shit. You could, you could make a case that this is where all this shit started. Um, you know, some people said that the reason I don't like Facebook is because, like, the vast majority of uh, political stuff on Facebook is conservative or right-leaning. 
that is definitely part of it. And it's definitely bad. I mean, I would point to that even beyond political lines, it's just the timbre of the, the posts, like the immediacy and the sincerity and the anger that is so directly off-putting to me. I need like a few layers of irony bef- before I can get, you know, myself to actually care about something politically. But um, either way, Brian Colfage does not subscribe to that. So he made another, this is really, even though he is not a boomer, he's like, He's like 38. So he's, you know, he's actually, I think he's like an old millennial. He might be, you know, young Gen X, old millennial, but um, either way, he's doing boomer posting. So I'm going to read the whole fucking thing. He said on September 3rd, you know what I find quite absurd about the Southern district of New York making statements that I live a lavish life because I own a Range Rover, a boat, live in a nice neighborhood. What's lavish about that? Here's the facts. I've owned new Range Rovers since 2007. Three total now. I'm sure a simple investigation would yield that. I bought my first boat in 2015 after graduating college. Then in 2016, we moved into a specially adapted smart home built for me by the Sinise Foundation. So go F your assumptions on my lavish lifestyle, SDNY. That is nothing new. You think, do you think disabled people can't live good lives? Ridiculous. And uh, the, I think the judge said something like, you know, these, these charges are serious, uh, you know, and, and, and no one's above the law, not even a disabled veteran. And I think Cole Fage got like really pissed about that. Um, <laughs> it's so, it's where he's coming from is so funny because it's the, the charge is not you, you are being charged for living a lavish lifestyle. It's that you, you stole money from this like, fundraiser you know it's it's there are there are questions that i would love to ask him such as like when did you realize you were gonna dip into the money like yeah i I, i'd really love to know his thinking because he has to know that taking any money out of that was illegal Yes. And also they set up the, the, the arrangement. He didn't get it all in one lump sum. He got like a hundred grand and then like 20 grand a month. So he's basically making a salary off of this, which went through a pass through company, which was owned. Uh, I have the names here. It was owned by this guy. And, no. Timothy Shea, who lives in Castle Rock, Colorado. He funneled the money through a shell company um, the other person who's named in this is this guy, Andrew Battalotto, who is a uh, venture capitalist from Florida. Uh, of course, Brian Colfage is from fucking Florida. But um, but yeah, so basically the pass-through company was paying him a salary. So he, unless he like was so dumb that he thought that, but but again, in the indictment, it basically like they have text messages, like they quote directly from emails and stuff where they're like, this is how we're going to t- like pay Brian with this money that like, <laughs> which just directly contradicts what they were saying, which is that they would not draw any, you know, personal profit from the fundraiser. And uh, I don't know, there's just, there's so much in this post that is, is very indicative of like, I mean, boomer posting, but also like current day conservative posting, you know, obviously the grievance, like they're, he's aggrieved by the Southern District of New York. They're unfairly coming after him because he's disabled. Um, he is disabled because he got his ass blown up in Iraq 
Um, he is someone that Trump would have called a sucker and loser, probably. Literally, um, yes. <laughs> and then he defrauded other suckers and losers. Like, I, I don't want to mince words here. Stealing money from the Trump supporters who want to build the wall is based. That is fucking awesome like honestly that's a good grip i can't like if i had the opportunity to steal i would have done it a little more i would have covered my tracks a little better than these guys i like to think but not that i know how to like defraud people or anything but um like that is a crime i would commit that's an utterly victimless crime i don't or i don't give a shit about the victims at any rate like that's fine but it's so funny that like I don't know. It seems like all Republicans these days are screwing each other over. It's, it's like the Trump, the boats, like they're all running each other over. And then the people who get run over are like, it's the dang government's fault. Like, they, oh, come on, Obama. Like the liberals are getting me. And stuff. They can't see that. Like, they're just like clawing over one another. They're, they're like hogs, for, like fighting for their spot at the trough. That's really what this is. Yeah. And when you look at the career of Bannon, it's interesting that, you know, he's reached this point. Like, I don't think he's been charged with anything like this uh, in his, uh, like, I'm trying to think from what I know about him. Like, has he ever had, like, bad legal issues? I, I, I want to say that, they, that he has, but I don't know if it's ever been anything on this level. Like, this is pretty yeah, it's like, dead, like dead to, It's dead to rights in the indictment, right? It, I really like if if he doesn't go. I don't know if he'll go to jail for twenty years, but genuinely, like they, they it seems like the the prosecutors say that they have a quote voluminous <laughs> amount of correspondence from them. That, that I'm quoting um, one of the prosecutors whose name is Allison Mo. Like the it, it, like I don't see how they're not getting. I, I and the fact that he pled not guilty to it is unbelievable. At least one of these people is going to get in pretty serious trouble from this. I would say. Um, I'm, I'm not a lawyer or anything. Obviously, I don't. And you know, even though I work in a law firm, this is not the kind of stuff I have experience with. But it's pretty. I, I don't know. It will, you know, we'll find out. A trial date has been set for for Bannon for uh, May 24th, 2021. So we'll have to have a hog update at that time. But. I don't know. There's just something that's like so insanely indicative of all this. It ties it together so much of like what we described. Cause our, you know, our first episode title, um, which Patreon subscribers can get access to cause we took it off the main feed is uh, called Steve Bannon is not Sauron. And there, when Steve Bannon was first appointed to Trump's white house, everyone was like acting like he was this dark master of the alt-right. It was when the alt-right was kind of a recent talking point. And because he had, he was previously the head of uh, Breitbart News, there was this idea that he was like able to tap into all these like dark, you know, Republican powers. When we found out after years of Trump that what the, the, you know, the, the secret evil beneath the Trump administration was, was just the Republican party all along. Like they, Trump just says the quiet part out loud and he gives these Trump supporters and these out and out racists license to say what they, what they feel and what they feel is completely abhorrent and not repeatable in, um, in polite society for a reason. But what this shows is that he's not actually this like, you know dark sorcerer of the of the right wing he's just a fucking grifter like he's a low level like grifter he's pretty good at it i mean he's making money off of this clearly but 
it's not anything that complicated. Like, it's just pretty easy to defraud Trump supporters. They're honestly really credulous. No, and they fell for something like this, thinking that uh, fucking GoFundMe would somehow, like, fund a piece of, like, government infrastructure. <laughs> it's, it's like the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Supposedly, also the um, part of the part, the portions of the wall that have already been built on the U.S.-Mexico border, um, the portions that were built like privately, which I guess I assume is through contractors, um, is are like completely unsound and are likely to fall over soon. <laughs> like, there's no way that they will stand up. Beautiful. Um, so we've been talking about the the conservative mindset and sort of the Facebook mindset and. I think we've I think we've come to some some conclusions uh, about what what that sort of you know this is this has been uh, an episode of uh, anthropology I think uh, you know we're we're digging into what makes these things what makes these people tick. Uh, given that uh, you have to tell your story of meeting a giant pair of conservative influencers in uh dc i mean this is like you sent me this picture and i was like no <laughs> yes um dan is usually the one who has uh selfies with celebrities i mean you know working at serious and everything you've gotten some truly marvelous ones and you know just even being in new york there's like especially your neck of the woods uh, or your office's neck of the woods in new york and manhattan there's a lot of entertainment and media figures walking around at times. But um, in DC, we, we don't get that really. We get like, oh, weird conservative influencers. Um, like I've seen some minor, you know, like journalists I, I follow on Twitter and stuff around. I've seen, I think I, I'm 90% sure I, I saw Maxine Waters, but I was running, it was too, easy, too hard to tell. You don't often see politicians because like, fucking duh people might assassinate them if they're on the streets just unprotected but um but yeah so i was walking my dog in my neighborhood dupont circle um there's over the weekend there were tons of protests all around the city honestly since the uh jacob blake shooting there's been a lot of action around dc um not that there was an action beforehand it's just i kind of reinvigorated it, i would say and uh there are people who chase the protests some of which are like like I said earlier, journalists who I support and respect. And then there's the grifters. Um, and I met, honestly, two of my dream grifter run-ins on the street, just honestly, like less than a half mile from my apartment. I met Jacob Wall and Jack Bergman. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jacob These Wall... Are, I mean these are these are like legends uh, on twitter i mean jacob wall and They're jack legends to us <laughs> all right like, so I, describe describe the experience the average person should not know who jacob wall and jack berkman are so i think before i get into the experience i need to like describe who they are now again we're not trying to do boomer posting here we don't I'm not like personally aggrieved by these people. I actually followed Jacob Wall on Instagram until he was suspended, which he broke the news to me in person. But um, either way, Jacob Wall is, uh, his dad is David Wall. Is that the guy's name? He was like a Trump surrogate. He's just like some yes. 
rich conservative lawyer asshole based in Los Angeles. Jacob Wall is his like what twenty something early twenties son who um. Jacob Wall's doing a couple hustles. Uh, he has his main hustle, which is working with Jack Berkman, the older man who is, is also in my photo, who um, Jack Berkman is, I think, a lobbyist, but they're, they're far right propagandists, really. They have, they frequently have, um, the, the way I thought I was going to be able to meet these two is that they frequently have in Roslyn, Virginia, which is, Roslyn, Virginia is like the Fort Lee, New Jersey of DC. It is like, once you get across um, the key bridge from Georgetown into Virginia, Roslyn is the, the part of Arlington that's like right on the water there. And I know exactly where Jack Berkman's uh, house is because he, and he, cause he announces the location and he gives press conferences on those uh, on the front steps of his like townhouse with Jacob Wall, where they they bring out what they had like the Marine who claimed the ex Marine who claimed that like Elizabeth Warren was doming him or something that they had like a BDSM romantic relationship. Um, what are some other like Wall Berkman bombshells? Well, a recurring theme is that there there is like a rape accuser and then she doesn't show up. Remember like the Robert Mueller uh, accuser. Um, yeah, yeah, that, were, was, that was that was one of the main headlines. Yeah, I think that was the one where Berkman's fly was down. <laughs> no, you're definitely right. I remember seeing that. No, I think they did. I think they gave. Oh, actually, I think they gave that press conference at like the Holiday Inn in Roslyn. But again, Roslyn based. Um, they, the, yeah, that that they that was one where they said that they had someone who was acute had a credible accusation against Robert Mueller, but. Um, then the person never showed up. They're, they're just constantly trying to drum up stories like this. They're trying to drum up oppo research against, I don't know, like liberals or something like that. Oh, and Berkman and Wall tried to, uh, I remember this one, they tried to, they tried to, uh, uh, they tried to attach a uh, false uh, sexual assault claim to Pete Buttigieg yeah <laughs> yeah i remember that one too but yeah so that's that's their lane um recently i've been more into jacob wall because um jacob wall's instagram used to be tight he had like over a hundred thousand followers he his instagram was a couple things it was obviously like far right lunacy about how like black lives matter is you know just out of control um but then also his bodybuilding photos he was like openly admitting to taking steroids uh on instagram and showing his progress he's like and <laughs> i'll like having met him in person it's very funny to me because the man is he's just not jacked i'm sorry like like people he, he looks like he probably lifts but i don't think he doesn't look like very muscular like he claims that he's put on like 40 pounds of muscle and I, I didn't see it but um either way he so he's got admitting the steroids far, and then also he'll go to black lives matter rallies and i assume that's what he was doing uh the night i met him because they were like on the sidelines of a protest that was going up connecticut avenue and um i think he so like recently he went to one and basically provoked one of the protesters into punching him. And then once the protester punched him, he like tweeted out to his followers to get them to all, to like dox the guy and find him. And so that the guy could be, you know, prosecuted. He's just like provoking people and then snitching on them, I think is like his current, uh, his current thing. And then of course, 
they're like liberals won't liberals won't condemn the violence from black lives matter and the streets and stuff like that um but yes i assume that's what they were doing there i was kind of walking alongside the protest i was just walking my dog i wasn't like trying to make a statement but um not at that time but i see the two of them on the side one thing that stood out to me is that they were not wearing masks. The vast majority of people at these protests are wearing masks because they are at the protest because they care about other people. <laughs> kind of follows. Uh, Jacob Wall and Jack Berkman do not care about other people. They care about self-aggrandizement. So they're there without their masks, definitely because uh, of some conservative thing, you know, mask truther nonsense. But I saw them and I was like, that looks a lot like Berkman and Wall. And then I like got a closer look and I was like, there's no conceivable way that it is anyone other than Berkman and Wall. So I normally I'm nervous about talking to, uh, to celebrities on the street or like asking for photos. I was not nervous in the slightest to talk to these two because number one, they're not really celebrities. And number two, as soon as I started talking to them, their faces lit up. If you look at the photo, we should release the photo for like Patreon subscribers. But um, the, if you look Patreon. at the photo, if you look at it, J Jack Berkman is beaming. He is so fucking happy as someone. Because these guys, they're influencers. They want to be recognized. They're trying to like create media, you know, ruckus around it. I'm wearing in the picture, you can't see it, but I'm wearing my Abolish Ice shirt. So they can clearly tell that I'm not like, an actual fan of theirs but they don't care they're happy to be on camera like berkman is fucking beaming in this photo jacob wall was so honestly like nervous around me like he was he was like it's he had the air of someone who was like oh i don't want to like uh, alienate a potential fan or something like he was it was a bizarre sighting so um and of course I, in the picture, I'm like very, they're in the background basically because I was like, I was like I'm not getting close to these guys. One, one or both has definitely had coronavirus at one point because they're, you know, big mask truthers and stuff. So I'm not going anywhere near them. If I catch COVID from Jacob Wall, I will end my life on, on site. But um, either way, yeah, they're, they're just beaming. They're very happy. I mentioned to, I said, I got to get a picture with the two of you. Uh, Jacob, I follow you on Instagram. And he's like, oh, I actually just got suspended from Instagram. And I was like, well, that's a damn shame. But I got the photo and then, yeah, <laughs> just walked away. And honestly, like, start, I turned the corner to go back to like where I live and started fucking laughing just endlessly and i my first thought was like i'm gonna send this to everyone i know but then i like go into my like phone contest i'm like i know maybe two people who like who know who these two are so i sent it to like you and friend of the show jason and that's like basically it because like nobody else would have cared or seen it you know you 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 follow this stuff you've been in the muck for a few years of you know, the right-wing sludge. Maybe you read uh, Will Sommer's articles, you know. Um, you get that right yeah. Richter sent to your email. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a hell of a scene, uh, but not, you know, not every, it's not for everyone. Um, well, unless you have anything else, I think we can wrap this one up. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of nice to return to our uh, older format where we have a story at the end. It just it just lined up so well that we had to we had to go through it. But um, but yeah, I would say follow Jacob Wall on Instagram, but you can't anymore, which is probably a net good for the world. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a bad he's a bad yeah. guy. Um, 
yeah follow follow the patreon and you you can see the picture with uh sam and uh berkman and wall um will uh, berkman's we'll got sure some titty meat i will say he's, he's got some he's, he's got some memory he's, he's an old he's an older man you know it's, it's got a bit of a dad bod. <laughs> a dad bod um <laughs> so uh yes yeah, so follow subscribe on patreon at patreon.com slash hog planets and uh you can get bonus episodes and extended inter- interviews and you know pretty much it uh sam uh you know we, we gotta we gotta get a boat <laughs> we absolutely need uh we need a boat maybe we can do uh i mean bernie's not in it anymore it would have been funny to have to see the bernie flotilla just like an army of oh like God. dudes who look like me with like a bandana, uh, uh, like bandanas on, like on kayaks and like paddle boards and canoes and shit. Yeah, like rafts. It's, um, it's only held in one location, which is uh, li- the, which is Lake Champlain, uh, you know, right off of Burlington, Vermont. Oh my God. The Bernie boaters would have been beautiful. It would have been a wonderful thing, but sadly, we're stuck with the Biden voters. Who <laughs> Biden voters are really not the kind of people to to do this sort of thing because they don't have to hide. Like vo- voting for Biden is very like culturally acceptable to liberals, I guess. I, I don't know. Whatever. Who who there is no the Biden only thing I think we've es- yeah the only thing I think we've established in this episode is that. Caring too much about the things in politics that you cannot change is not good for your health. It will lead you to ruin. And all you have to do to see the, um, you know, the, the error of your ways is take some time off Facebook and then log back into Facebook and see what everybody's posting and see how it makes you feel. Because it will not make you feel good. And uh, this is Hog Planet.